One. Welcome back to the Mass Sports Cast, everybody. Welcome uh, to the New York Drive down I-95. Welcome. Uh, I'm your host, Jocelyn. Uh, sore as fuck after dancing my ass off, Freeman, alongside my co-hosts. Tanner, I am so fucking tired from school this week and trying to figure out who the fuck to interview for my climate change article this coming week, Hume. Um... I'm Zachary McMahon. Uh, good. Yeah, I'm doing well. Good to know that you're doing well, Zach. Like, uh, uh, so I guess might as well get right into it since we've all basically just stated how how we're feeling in right now. Uh, uh, Got to start off with a little bit of summer news. Uh, in the football realm. Former ESPN and NFL reporter John Clayton has sadly passed away at the age of 67 on Friday. It happened just a just a little bit after we finished recording. Uh, I I didn't really I haven't really watched ESPN in too much in the past like 10, 11 years or so. So I don't know. So I didn't really know much about. Uh, John Clayton, and but uh, it's it's always sad to see, uh, it's always sad to see someone die, uh, especially someone who's devoted his life to uh, to the great sport of football. But yeah, guess we gotta guess we gotta move right along with this because. Hard to really say much else. Something that really pissed me off Friday was literally right after we, right after we finished recording. Like this happened like, uh, like less than a couple an hour. hours, like what, a couple hours after we stopped. Yeah, less than an hour after we stopped. I think even less than thirty minutes after we stopped. We uh we finally got a we finally got an update on the Deshaun Watson and and thing. He is going to Cleveland. Browns. Yeah. What's it called? He, they, Browns also got a six-round pick out of this, but that wasn't listed. In exchange for, can I get a fucking drum roll? Because this is going to be a little bit of a b- 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 bitch. Exchange for a 2023, 2022 first-round pick, which is 13th overall, 2023 first-round pick, a 2024 first-round pick, a 2023 third-round pick, and a 2024 fourth-round pick. And Watson's big chance gets a new contract, five years of 230 million, fully guaranteed with the Brownies, resulting in the most amount of guaranteed money any NFL player has ever received. Mm-hmm. But this is dumb. This <laughs> is this is uh, this uh, is the Browns after all. You are all surprised at this. Uh, I mean, I thought that I thought that Andrew Barry and uh, I thought that uh, Andrew Barry at GM and Kevin Stefanski meant that things were going to be different. I thought they were, uh, they were going to be. Uh, well, you fought uh, wrong. Yeah, I thought wrong. Uh, I expected that they were going to be uh, that they were going to be sticking with Baker uh, and just being like, "Hey, uh, uh, it was just a bad season where he was." Where he was injured, and we kept trotting him out. But we saw him um, in 2020, and he was uh, he was great. 
when he and he was great. He wasn't injured. He was, was uh, swinging the uh, he was swinging the ball around um, like it was nothing, and he brought us great success. And so we're gonna keep him. But no, they lost all leverage and uh, they gave up uh, a king's freaking ransom for um, for Deshaun Watson. And, and then had no negotiation in leverage in in of in trying to give him a new contract and then and now Baker wants out and I have a feeling that he's probably I would out. say he I would say go ahead and go to the Colts but they got a certain Matt Ryan yeah so I think that yeah let's I guess talk about that. And so was it, was it a third round pick going back to Atlanta for him? Yeah, a third round pick. Of I mean, I think that's a little bit of an underpay for Matt Ryan. Yeah, and and not only that, the Browns also just the Browns also just gave up Case Keenum for um for a, se- a seventh for a seventh round pick. Like, dude, what happened? Keenum didn't do that bad of a job though. Case Keenum, Case Keenum, I am a firm believer is. Is one of the best backup quarterbacks in the entire league. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. He him did not do a back job at all. Him and Fitzpatrick are uh, are two of the best backup quarterbacks in the in, in the entire NFL. All right. Oh, but uh, I can see Baker ending up in like Cleveland, not Cleveland. <laughs> yes, he's gonna freaking stay. Imagine the tandem of imagine the tandem of Watson and Mayfield. Okay, that would actually be pretty cool. But, that uh, would be pretty cool, but uh, again, but, uh, this is the Browns, and they don't give a shit about anybody. But the, but I can I can see him ending up in Atlanta. I could also see him ending up in Seattle. I would. Well, I would, I would say Atlanta, but remember, they had gotten a certain Mariota. Oh shoot, that's right. They they did sign in Marcus Mariota. Uh, yeah. So it's pretty much just uh, Big is, is Seattle gonna is Seattle gonna pull the trigger on. Uh, on him. Right now they got Hawk Cock Lock. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, Horse Cock Lock was with Denver. Now it's Hawk Cock Lock. Yeah. <laughs> but, but at least the Browns did get um. But but here's the thing though, Denver said to Russ, "Okay, Russ, we're gonna let you cook." And then they come back. It's like, okay, Russ, how's the cooking going? Jesus Christ! We said to cook, we may perform on offense, not to burn the fucking stadium. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. The uh, the entirety of yeah, Mile High Stadium somehow caught fire. I'm just surprised that uh, there was enough oxygen that uh, that high up to, um, to pretty much engulf the entire stadium in flames. Get a load I, of this guy. This Get is, a load of this guy with the puns, with the I Mile mean, High puns. Uh, no, like for uh, no, like for real. Like, uh, with Denver, no, I know, I know, but like, that's one of the big. Uh, I mean, that's why Denver is such a hard place to is to play in because as it's uh, uh, you got a mile of elevation and and as a result, it's going to be uh, it's harder for you to breathe because there's less oxygen up there. So right, I'm just surprised that there was enough oxygen and to and to make the fire burn as. But how long does it take for you to get? To like get used to the air after like a couple days, probably a couple. Uh, I I don't know. I never went to Denver. I uh, what I never have either. That's all I was asking. Yeah, in my what is it on my cross country trip, the closest I got to 
uh, to being that high up was I was in Flagstaff for like a uh, I was in Flagstaff for like a uh, for like one night and then we didn't go and then at no point were we uh, above uh, like 2000 uh, 2000 elevation also about about a half mile up but but also that's just because we were like yeah we're not we're not going to Denver in after driving through a freaking blizzard in Flagstaff but to, but to continue on with uh, with trade and signs, we have the Tyreek Hill trade. The Dolphins trading in their first two picks in the uh, the, in the draft the this year, picks. third round, a fourth round picks in twenty this year and next year, and a sixth round in next year. Okay, my question is, why the fuck would you trade Tyreek? Look at look at. I was, like, I, was like, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, let me guess. You signed TikTok, man. So you got to go fucking trade your best receiver, arguably. I'm not talking about Travis Kelsey because he's a tight end. Yeah, I know. But yeah, we, we know who you're talking about. It's yeah. like, why the fuck would you trade Tyreek? He's one of the better players you have on that team. Cap relief. Cap relief. There's, uh, he was at the, uh, he was. Uh, you can restructure that contract, though. I feel you can restructure that. I I don't uh, I don't know contracts are contracts are weird I'm not entirely sure how. Uh, call, like if you if you have to convert it to a signing bonus, convert some of it to a signing bonus so you can save yourself some capital. True, but I don't. Uh, but I don't know. Well, it also depends on like how much money you know he wants too. But right, because like okay, this guy is arguably what the fastest wide receiver in the league. Right, he was a well, fucking... now that Henry Ruggs is is uh, is kind of a. Uh, yeah. Picture. No, no, he's been the fast wide receiver for a little while. Cause like this guy was a track and field champion at one point at the University of West Alabama, and here he is, and he and he took that to football. Yep. Yeah. And now he's the highest paid wide receiver. Well, on a yearly Devontae basis. Adams doesn't on a yearly get basis, paid. Though. It's more so just he has the highest average annual value of any wide receiver. What does what does Adams make per what's Adams making per year on that 140 140 something million dollar contract? Five years, 141. Uh so that'd be that'll that would be just under 30 million dollars a year. But uh, four years for 120 million is is an average of 30 million dollars a year. So right. Right. let me check that. So yes, Tyreek Hill is now the highest paid yeah, wide receiver on an app uh, on an annual basis is per year. With a four-year, one hundred twenty million dollars extension with the Dolphins, getting seventy-two point two million dollars guaranteed. And, but he, but he isn't the only receiver on the move. Uh, the Rams decided to trade receiver Robert Woods uh, to the Titans for a twenty twenty-three sixth-round pick. Honestly, I don't entirely get this. I don't get it either. <coughs> Bless you. Well, I, I don't get it either. It's like again, another great receiver that the Rams had. Like an underselling of another great receiver. I understand they got Cooper Cup, they got Van Jefferson, they got. Well, I don't know what the hell Odell Beckham's doing with his goddamn life, but like, but you know what I regard? Like, you got some great receivers. You got Tyler Higby too. You got great rushers, but like, why trade one of the pieces to the core to help you out during the season? Like, I understand ACL tear suck. I thought Robert Woods got hurt like halfway through the season and. Yeah, like I was like ACL tear suck. I was just getting to that. It's like ACL tear suck. I get that, 
But that doesn't like yeah, it diminishes the value, but it doesn't diminish the value that much. But you also have to take into account that uh that the Rams, I have cr- I have been a big critic of their uh, roster building in in past years, and uh yeah, they uh, they loaded up on big contracts. Uh, Woods was one of them. Uh, they probably needed to they probably needed to get out of the contract. Yeah. All right. I mean, I mean, all you know, getting all that big contracts, like and stuff. I mean, that that worked for them. I mean, they like they, they won the Super Bowl. So, uh, you know. All right. So we're gonna go to uh to just new signings, things starting with Jacoby Brissett getting signed to a one year deal with the Browns uh, to be Deshaun Watson's backup. Uh, which means, yep, Mayfield. I'm sorry, you're gone. Uh, goodbye, TikTok goodbye, copy Juju Smith- good friend. Goodbye. TikTok poppy Juju Smith Schuster signing a one-year deal with the Chiefs at the base salary of uh, 3.25 million. It can go up to 10 million in with incentives. 2.49, and if it is fully guaranteed, it's not ending though. Corvette, Corvette, hopping him up again. <laughs> It's gonna uh, be cancer seeing those him and Jackson the dumbass do TikToks together. Look, I uh, the look, football world will cringe and will cringe throughout the night. Look, Juju's not a bad person, but uh, but it's like, come on, dude, you got, you got it's a distraction. It's, it's a dis- yeah. distraction. Well, but- if you yeah, what's it called? Dancing on the logos at midfield for, for TikToks and the same dance and the same music, unoriginal bullshit. The Browns is the Browns. Oh, no, I was gonna say uh, name was Greyfaces, but that one was Chase Claypool. No, that no, that was Mike Tomlin. That was Tomlin. Okay. Yeah. But uh, what is it? I think- um, I like I'm gonna say this like after, uh, like especially after trading uh Tyree Kill and then like the Raiders like going all out in free agency, I I definitely think that the Raiders will. Take over the AFC this year. I think That's a fair assessment. I think it might be the Chargers. I think the Chargers have. No, you know what? Though this is gonna be a very fucking tight division. The Chargers had the the Chargers undoubtedly had uh, had like the. Oh yeah, the uh, Chargers are fucking loaded on both sides. They're loaded. They uh, what is it? The the Raiders. Just like oh, JC like at like their defense is like let's look at the AFC West as an entirety, right? Like, let's look at this. The Chargers, they added J.C. Jackson and Khalil fucking Mack. Yep. I don't know. Did they add a dimension on the offense? Uh, they re-signed Mike Williams. Mike Williams, okay. But in terms of, like, any new additions, which I don't think they did. So, they, let's say they maintained their offense and they added on that defense, making them deadlier. Right. But the Broncos, they added – I'll do QB, and I think the added a, another person. I don't know who the fuck it. I know they fucking what's it called? Fucking um, um blah, 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 blah. they lost their tight end. They lost a wide receiver. They they lost their best. They lost their best defensive tackle. They lost one of the best defensive tackles in the league. Oh yeah, Shelby Harris. No, was it no Chris Harris or Shelby? No, Shelby. Shelby Harris, yeah. 
yeah, so they got to work on that. They got to build up the defense a little bit. You got to get your heir apparent to Shelby Harris. You got to get your heir apparent to Noah Fant. You got to get your heir apparent to what's this fucking name that they traded with the with them? Uh, Cortland Sutton or no, no, no. I know they traded the receiver too. Hold on, Broncos. See how I'm fucking. Yeah, proof. We don't do research number 69420. No, uh, no, in the uh, in the Seahawks trade, they traded uh, Fant, Harris, and Locke. So, oh, okay. I thought they traded a, another receiver, but okay. So, you uh, so you lost the defensive lineman and you lost the tight end. So, you're gonna need to fix those up because because I don't see any viable options on that team that can take over right away. Yep. I say because they don't have their picks this year in the draft. I have to expect Denver's gonna have to try to make some sort of move to bring in a receiver, to bring in a new tight end, a new defensive lineman, or something. Yeah, just so they can say they got that fucking sorted. Kansas City, they didn't add too much. They didn't lose a lot. They didn't add a lot. They didn't need. They, they didn't need to do too much. Right, but they lost Tyreek. They lost their best their best receiver for a guy that. Dances on a midfield logo for TikTok with the same dancing song. Didn't uh, what is it? Downgrade hasn't had hasn't done that in hasn't done that since the. Uh, well, yeah, because he tore his fucking ACL. Well, that and also and also after the uh, after he got lit up by Von Bell in that one game against Cincinnati. Uh, I've already done a couple more times after that, but I could be uh, mistaken, but. He hadn't done that. And speaking of Cincinnati, they uh they signed oh, no. yeah, to a three year deal with the uh, uh and I if I'm not mistaken, Lyle Collins is a he's an offensive tackle if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, yeah. he is. He's, he's an all lineman. Which very, okay, very, very like good this. For him. The Bengals they added Ted Karras and they added Lyle Collins. Very very necessary. I was oh I was, they definitely gave Burrow better offensive lineman. They definitely do that. Something the Patriots should have done. I was thinking that they were going to go for Teron Armstead, which which the Dolphins ended up doing, and giving him in five years eighty seven and eighty seven and a half million, and with forty three and a third guaranteed. Yeah, but uh, but like still bolstering that O line in in a bolstering that O line one of when everybody need when and it was clear that O line was the biggest need need to like capitalize on and the success of last season and uh definitely necessary definitely a good addition for the uh, for the Bengals. uh yeah as but after stated, the patriots we're fucked as we already said marcus mariota signed a two-year deal with the with the falcons worth 18.75 million dollars uh you're giving them that much they don't have a they don't have a they don't have someone in the Someone in the wings for things to take the. Oh, I understand. Well, I understand that, boy. You're giving him that much for two years. You're giving him that much. I guess. Uh, the Bills. So stupid. The Bills ended up signing Duke Johnson and and Jamison Crowder to one year deals. I I suppose the Jamison Crowder deal oh, was to uh, was their Cole Beasley replacement. And yeah. And Crowder is whoever the hell they lost. But like, fuck it. I'm gonna say it again. The Patriots are fucked. No, no offensive. Not. Line. Look at it. No, they're not. Look at it. Look at it. 
What offensive line do we have? Matt got killed more times not than really. fucking not. But yeah, we got Trent Brown back on a two-year deal. I think it was. Yeah, wait, we got Trent Brown. We kept one offensive lineman. The other ones are just fucking. We also have just, Michael and Wenyu, and we also have Michael. Oh, Wenyu, and, oh, and, uh, Wenyu a lot of. Looks like he just. On when you on his promise, but like when you was one of the best. Uh, on when you was one of the best uh, rookie. Uh, on when you was one of the best rookie alignment in of his his draft class back in twenty twenty. He was, uh, he was, uh, and he's been. Uh, the reason why we don't hear about him is because he plays on the inside. It, yeah, it, but the, uh, so interior, like, we interior need more alignment. Line. Interior own linemen don't get uh, don't get mentioned nearly enough because uh, because they're uh, because uh, because they're not uh, because really it's just like uh, I mean let's face it the O line doesn't really get talked about uh, too much until uh, until the defense just screams past uh, uh, until the def- defense just screams past everyone and, right well like I'll, I'll say it again like what notable O linemen did the Pats have that are any Decent, like Olenu. Like yeah. I mean, David Andrews. Like, oh yeah, David Andrews. If he's not retired, if he's not we fucking, have, uh, we don't have a bad offensive line. But it needs to be better. It needs to be better, but uh, but it's not bad. It, it, anyway, the well, Raiders. Like, oh, like, look, look at the game against Buffalo in the in the wild card game. That was that was terrible. I mean, let's also. Uh, I mean, let's also not forget that uh, that Buffalo just has one of the uh, just had one of the better def- just has one of the better defenses in the entire yeah. league. Yeah, so. and a game against Indy, that one was a shit show and a half. That was that was a different story. Then that, that that was definitely just how did this happen? It's like you just stood there in the in the freaking running back's way and just let him get and you just let him do the ass fumble without the fumble. Anyway, what's anyway? Let's go back to the signings because we're gonna be back because we're we've been talking about this shit for the past ten minutes, <laughs> and we've made absolutely zero progress. Tanner, the Raiders Raiders usually do, <laughs> but um, Raiders signed a tight end Jacob Hollister to a one-year deal. The Vikings signed outside linebacker Zadarius Smith uh, to a three-year contract with uh, at forty-two million dollars, which could reach a match of X of forty-seven million if he meets incentives. Uh, Malcolm Butler, hey, he's coming back to the Patriots. He hasn't done anything in the past. He hasn't done anything since going to the uh, Titans. But hey, he's coming back to the Patriots on a two-year, nine million dollar deal. Hey, Bill, if we get back to the uh, Super Bowl, don't forget to play Malcolm Butler. Don't fucking sideline him like you did in, in Super Bowl uh, fifty-two. Uh, that ultimately led to us uh, losing. I swear to God, if you do that, I'm gonna fucking find you. Uh, Trevor Simeon got signed to a two-year deal. Don't forget to buy the dog first. It- uh, Trevor Simeon got signed to a two-year deal with the Bears. There's the Chiefs signed Ronald Jones uh, as the second to a one-year. Wait, uh, what? Deal. I didn't hear about this one. The fuck? I didn't hear about this one either. How uh, the fuck? How the fuck did this happen? I didn't hear about this shit at all. I don't know. Uh, I don't even know when the fuck it happened. Like, that's me, neither. The... me neither. But uh, one thing I did hear. Uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling gets a three-year contract with thirty million dollars, uh, a three-year thirty million. Oh, that's why. The max value is thirty-six million dollars. And honestly, good for uh, good for MBS. The dude's the uh, the dude is a fantastic deep threat, and I I love him. 
I love, love Marquez Valdez Scantling. Yes. Anyway, for re-signings and extensions after after winning his after winning the Super Bowl for the first time in his career in his first freaking season with the Rams, Matt Stafford got paid accordingly. Four years, $160 million with the Rams, including being $135 million guaranteed. Uh, our... Apple got uh, re-signed okay, with what... the Bengals for a one-year contract. Yes. I presume to get, I presume to um, to continue to get burnt by uh, Cooper Cup in the uh, in the. Uh, okay, slow down, time. God! You are talking so fast. You're like I'm me sorry. On a I'm session. sorry that we've been. I'm sorry that uh, uh, we talked about uh, <laughs> we talked about random shit to like. Yeah, but you could but you could slow down a little bit. <laughs> We're going Cox so fast. You're like me on the QB huddle session. Fletcher, Fletcher Cox re-signed with Eagles on a one-year, fourteen million dollar contract. Honestly, very, very good. Uh, yeah, that, that's a good contract because he's one of the look. He's one of the better offensive linemen that Philly has. Defensive lineman. Oh, defensive. Oh, fuck me. That that shows you how much I know. <laughs> I get it mixed up the, sometimes. Weren't you the one? This weren't you the one that said the fucking cocks and the. In the group chat last night, <laughs> I had assumed... out of context texts. Out of context text. Now moving on, uh, Cordero Patterson will re-sign with the Falcons on two-year contract worth ten and a half. You sick fuck. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Patterson was a phenomenal, phenomenal two-way player. Phenomenal. Uh, possibly even three-way player. I forget it. I forget how many times he took uh, he took kickoffs for the uh, for the uh, for the Falcons. But everything he did and, and as like a running back and wide receiver er, with the team was insane. And it's it's just crazy that it took like, until this long for him to get um, to um, for people to realize, wow, we can use this dude as more than just a as an automatic win button on uh, uh, on returns. Uh, Packers uh, Packers resigned in cornerback Russell Douglas to a, a three year twenty one million dollar contract, which go up to twenty five point five million. Uh, the Titans resigned uh, resigned in the best Fat player, Randy Fat Randy Bullock. Uh, the Panthers re-signed cornerback Dante Jackson to a three-year deal. Trent Brown got re-signed by the Pats to a two-year deal. Jake, famous re-signed to the re-signed to the Saints on a two-year contract worth twenty-eight million dollars, twenty-one of it inch guaranteed. Honestly, great. Honestly, great. Uh, uh, Jameis in his uh, Jameis in the, in the limited time he had in in, in in with the uh with the Saints last season, uh he played great. He played great until he got his ACL all just destroyed. So Jameis coming back, uh, Jameis coming back to the Saints, great. Uh Tanner is muted. Uh Leonard uh, Leonard Fournette. Resigned with the Bucks on a three-year, twenty-one million dollar contract with eleven million guaranteed. After speculation that he was gonna, uh, that he was actually gonna come to the Patriots because uh, he had apparently uh, done like a workout uh, here or something like that. It, uh, I would have, I would have liked to have 
was fun that here, but it was uh, it just wasn't meant to be. Other news: uh, Al Michaels is signing a th- signed a three year contract to Amazon to call Thursday night football all games. He's expect uh, he's expected to partner with Kirk Eric Herbstreit. The USFL released their dates and times and broadcast this network for the first three weeks of the season. And, and they also released the new rules for the league on in Wednesday. Uh, the Cowboys hired Brian Schottenheimer, the son of uh, Marty, as a consultant. He was previously the quarterback's coach for the Jags and the offensive coordinator for the uh, Seahawks, and he made me sad. And now it is time to switch over to the ice. Yep. Hockey time. Freaking freaking doing this. Ice, ice, man. But I'm telling you, this week in hockey was mental. <laughs> Please tell me we're not going over every single goddamn trade at the deadline. No, we'll go. No, we don't. We need we're not talking every single trade. No, we're not doing every single one. God, no, we're not fucking doing that. We're not for talking. Sake. We're not talking about the best trades ever. The ones that go for the well, the best. bigger trade. We're gonna talk about the bigger trades. We're not, we're not gonna. I'm sorry to everybody who wanted to uh, to hear where the best hockey player ever, future considerations is going. But unfortunately, we're not gonna. He's uh, a legend. Fuck you. Look, future considerations is an up and coming prospect, or he's a up and coming prospect. Me. Yeah. No, yeah, we'll yeah. do some of the bigger trades. We'll start here. Hampy Lindholm and Cody Curran to the Bruins for Erhel Vakadining. Contract to John Moore, 2022 first rounder, and, tw- and second rounders are 23 and 24. And, and Lindholm got himself a new extension, eight years at 52 mil, 6.5 per year. And Krampus Lindholm is already making his look. Uh, look, you want you want people to. Uh, to be afraid of the uh, Bruins name uh, nickname your uh, nickname your new defenseman after uh, after uh, a colloquial term for the devil. Well, Hampus Lindholm already making his name known. He's been uh, in the past two games, both uh, both the one against Tampa on Thursday and the uh, one that just concluded in, in like a few uh, like a few. Oh, minutes ago against the uh, about an hour ago, the Islanders. There's he's been great at puck handling and great at puck distribution. There was one, there was one goal against Tampa where, where he had, he had gathered like, where he was, he had to, where he was like at the corner, two Tampa players were converging on him. He passes, he passes it up to Eric Halla. Uh, and Halla ends up finding Pasternak at the top of the uh, neutral zone, and he breaks wide open. And but like that doesn't happen without Lindholm. And I think he's uh, this is going to be this is going to be great. If a uh, great what great left shot defenseman to pair with uh, with uh, to pair with McAvoy, uh, they both got signed to the same exact extension uh, for the same, and so that they're on the same. So that they're on like the same, they're on the same pair for the same amount of time, and 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 they're both gonna have the majority of their primes in Boston, and it's gonna be great. 
It's going to be great. Yeah. And the Bruins are going to be – and the Bruins are going to win the freaking Stanley Cup. False hope may consume you all. Okay, Leafs fan. Thing is, I'm a master in it, so I know when false hope is being consumed. Speaking of the speaking of the Leafs, let's talk about. Actually, well, oh, well, actually no, we got a bigger trade. Speaking of the Leafs, let's talk about your, your trade of uh, from Giordano. Yeah. yeah, Giordano, Giordano, and Colin Blackwell for two second rounders this year, next, and a third rounder in 24. Again, I'm surprised we didn't give up a fucking prospect for this nor first round pick. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know what the hell. Uh, I don't know what the hell Ron for, uh, Ron Francis was thinking with this one. And it's Ron Francis. Are you like what's it called? The he wanted the first round pick, but the Leafs are like, uh, uh, fuck you. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know why. But you know what? No, Giordano did great in his in his hometown debut. You know oh that? yeah, Giordano is Giordano is one of the best defensive defensemen in the in in the league. Sure, yeah. he's sure he's old, but that doesn't mean that he's bad. It, yeah. It, but though I like this trade though. I hope the Leafs can give him like a short term extension. And then also Colin Blackwell didn't do too bad for you guys. No, the- he no, he didn't. No, he did great on that fourth line. Uh yeah. So, I, but this trade, oh Jesus Cox. I th- I thought it was gonna be I thought it was gonna be you know first and the third for this one. I thought so too, like a first or third and like some prospect, but no. Honestly, uh, honestly, if you're giving up two uh, two second round picks, why not just give up a first? I, at, that, at that point, yeah, may as well. Boy, like this next trade we're talking here, holy Jesus and cock. Fucking the Panthers Flyers now. Claude Giroux, <laughs> Carter Bonneman, Bonneman, German Rubsov, a 2024 fifth rounder to the Panthers in exchange for Owen Tippett, a 2024 first round pick, which is top 10 protected. And if it's the case, they'll move to 2025. And a 2023 third round pick. This All is right. because, and the reason it's 2024 is because of a certain trade involving Sam Reinhardt. Bill Zito, oh, I think, uh, Bill Zito, I think you might be Wait, taking. Bill Zito, boy, Bill Zito. Uh, Bill Zito, I think you might be taking in Lou Lamorello's. Uh, spot as the best GM in hockey because holy shit, how did you do this? I don't like look how at you, that is the swindle. Like, you got more like he got more out of that trade than the fucking Flyers did. Four players for one player, a conditional first and a third. And it's not even and it's not even a good player. Owen Owen Tippett was just like mediocre. Owen Tippett was up and coming though. He wasn't that terrible. He wasn't. He wasn't that terrible, but he was also like excess uh, goods. Yeah, boy, you, they, get, they get Bunneman. They get Rubsov. They get Giroux. Yeah, they get call fucking Giroux. Look at that first line: Huberto, Barkov, Giroux. That first line is probably the most dominant first line in the NHL. Wrong. Don't give a sh- don't give a shit about Edmonton. They haven't done shit. No, no, not Edmonton. And I can I can give you a better one, and McKinnon. If you say Marshawn Bergeron, Pasternak, you're based. No, uh, no, because that's not the first line anymore. Uh, uh, the best first line in hockey right now uh, was, is, and fr- uh, and and will be until 
uh, until something changes is is Landeskog, Rantanen, McKinnon. Okay, that's fair. That's, that, no, that's actually fair. Colorado has the best top line. Mm. Yeah, because they're nearly at 100 points for fuck's sake. Anyway, uh, and, uh, Brandon Hangel, a fourth, two fourth rounders to the Hawk, uh, to the Lightning for Boris Kachuk, Taylor Radish, and two first round picks. You, Davidson, you, what the fuck were you, Davidson? How the fuck did you pull this one out of your ass? Taylor Radish was uh, okay. Taylor Radish will forever make me uh, unhappy because his first ever. Er, because his first ever NHL goal was a sh- was shorthanded against the Bruins, and I, uh, and considering that, yes, Tan- uh, yes, Tanner, thank you for thank you for smiling and nodding your head uh, at me as I uh, as I go into how bad the uh, the Bruins power play has been. The Bruins power play has been awful. The I'm if I'm not mistaken. In this game against the Islanders that just that just ended early uh, a little bit ago uh, was like the first time in in, in like in four or five games that the Bruins had uh, the Bruins had actually gotten a power play goal and in that time they have allowed they had allowed two freaking shorthanded goals one of which against Brandon Hagel uh, irony yeah uh, Bruins yeah. Bruins are now a ten. In the league with uh for power play, yeah. But, like. uh, oh, hold on, no, yeah, I, but, no I didn't fucking, it, I didn't do the thing. Hold on. We, we go to we go back to January. If you look on what is it? If you look on Stat Muse, if you look up like what team this season had the best power play in January, the Bruins are like top. No, never mind. The Bruins are thirtieth for the power play. Thirtieth. Thirtieth. 30th out of 32. If this uh, this season or uh, or just yeah, this a, season this season. That doesn't sound right. The Leafs are eighth. Bruins for keep it in mind. The Bruins power play percentage is 8.4. Their season is 8.42 rather. Sorry. They had. 43 power play goals on 183 attempts. You could do that on your calculator. 43 divided by 183. Yeah, I know, but uh, freaking, again, that doesn't sound right. That's just what I have. And that's that's 21-22. I just shut the the year. Yeah, I'm going to Stat Muse right now to um, to look. I'm on, oh, I'm on covers.com. That's a different one. As I'll also check uh, the NHL too. Um, looks to be so. Let's see, who has the best power play this season? Uh, the because uh, my thing showed that the Blues have the best. My thing shows that the uh, that the Leafs have the uh, have the best at twenty eight point three. Did you twenty eight to three jokes? Uh, did you did you remember to sort it? Because yes. sometimes I'll pop up. Oh, there we go. Yes. Oh, yeah, twenty eight point three. Okay, no, I was looking at the wrong fucking thing. The, then. Uh, Bruins are Leafs, at Rangers, Blues, Oilers, Avalanche, Predators, 
There's Hurricanes, three, Flames, four, and then five, six, and then Bruins. Seven, eighth, ninth, tenth. Tenth at 23 and a half. Okay, so my bad. I got that wrong. But in penalty kill, what's your penalty kill like? Uh, penalty kill. I'm oh. gonna look right. Now. I'm gonna check that too. So if you want to go ahead and just Four, double check that, so we can confirm. Bruins are also ninth in the league in, in penalty kill percentage. Really? Yep. And then penalty kill. I gotta make sure I do the right fucking percent. Yeah, right now Toronto's in fifth. Boston looks like they are in eighth. If you look, uh, if you look up stat, if you look up like, uh, if you look up a specific question on stat news, it'll, uh, it'll usually give you it. But yeah, we're gonna go back to the, we're gonna go back to trades. Uh, Mark. Yeah, because there's a bunch of them. Uh, so let's go to the Mark Andre Flory deal. The Flory goes to the Wild at half salary retained for a conditional second round pick, which will turn into a first. Um, if the Wild make the conference finals and Flurry wins four games in the first three rounds of the playoffs. Why do I feel like that's not going to happen? <laughs> Minnesota's got the tools, but they're probably going to be stuck on the fucking avalanche. Yeah. That's if Nazo Crocker doesn't get suspended again. But, uh... <clears throat> Keyword, again. Yep. Uh, the Ducks... Well, she will. Wait, who doesn't get to spend again? Sorry. Kydry. Oh, yeah. Because, uh, okay, you know what's going to fucking happen. Watch it you not know. happen and you uh, – watch it not happen and the abs end up – If it doesn't out. happen, I will fucking admit I was wrong. If, if, the, if the abs go all the way to the, to the end and win it, I am, going to, I am going to send you so many pictures of, of Nazem Kadri hoisting, uh, hoisting the cup. Uh, but I will block your number if I have to. Damn you, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Toronto player with uh, Toronto fan with thick skin and uh, Toronto player with thick skin. I want to get notifications every goddamn minute. The Ducks <laughs> and the Golden Knights had a uh, had a funny trade saga uh, involving a certain Evgeny Dadanov. Yeah. Uh, so it was. So the Ducks would have gotten the Dadanov. Dadanov and a conditional 2023 or 2024 second, which would have been eight and a choice, in exchange for the contract of John Moore and the contract of Ryan Kessler. But, uh, and then all of a sudden, NHL reveals that there's maybe something wrong, and then Vegas is like, oopsie whoopsie, we made a fucky wucky. And uh, yeah, the, uh, what was it? <laughs> uh, apparently, Ottawa, uh, when giving Dadanov to Vegas, is also sent. Uh, also sent in Dananov's contract, uh, his uh, his ten team no trade list, yes, of which Anaheim was a part of, and because uh, of the high tax rates in California. Yep, Vegas tried to Vegas tried to play dumb with it, and uh, uh, like oh we didn't know uh, oh we didn't know we didn't get it, uh, and uh, yeah uh, the NHL we may have to go to the court send dog picks send dog picks. That's what I, that's what an alleged tweet said. Okay. <laughs> but moving on, Josh Brown, a conditional seventh rounder to the Suns for Zenishin and a fifth condition being will become a uh, sick as Zenishin plays at least five games. 
you know, considering the scoring woes that Ottawa has, I wouldn't be surprised if this uh, if this actually happens and they just try to inject uh, Zach Senishin into their lineup just to get something damn anything going. Big trade. Because but in response to Florida being traded to Minnesota, the Wild had to free up some cap and a free up a space for the goaltender. So let's look around. Hmm. Let's see. We got this young son, Kappa Karakadan. We also got this old fucking Cam Talbot. Hmm. Oh, I know. Let's cap. trade the young guy for a measly defenseman. Okay. Hey! Kakanen wasn't doing that. Uh, Kakanen wasn't doing that great. Cal- Talbot's been doing pretty damn good. Still young, no. I know. Wait, younger goals go- have a, a weirder and more complex learning curve than the rest of the league. Okay, but would you rather have Eric Shelgren or J- or Jack Campbell? Hard to say. They're both I- equally good, but like Shelgren, he's good. He's good. Like he's got a, he's got some shit he needs to fix up, but he's good. Campbell, Soupy. You want players okay. with shit they need to fix up? Uh, look at fucking Razik. <laughs> no kidding. No fucking kidding. That's why we brought in Harry Sateri. Oh, no, fuck that. He's claimed. Didn't he? Isn't he back on your fucking team? No. Not that I'm aware of. Unless Arizona put him on waivers again and we claimed him. No, I'm talking about uh, no, I'm talking about Peter Mrazek, not the... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he cleared. So he's still on the uh, so he's still on the Leafs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I cannot wait for Tuesday. Oh, that's gonna be fun. Uh, but we, we don't we don't even know who's starting Tuesday. We don't even know who's starting tomorrow. Uh, the Canes. Um, actually, I can tell you who's starting for the Leafs. To, to, I can tell you who's starting for the Leafs tonight. And judging by that, um. Anyway, uh, uh, we had a three-team deal for the first time in a, uh, in a little bit. Uh, the Canes, Blue Jackets, and Panthers all decided to get in on it. Uh, all decided to go in on a joint deal. Well, the Canes receiving Max Domi from the Blue Jackets and prospect Tyler uh, Inamoto from the Panthers. There's the Panthers there's received prospect Igor. Uh, yeah, okay, so Shelburne uh, started tonight for the Leafs. And the Blue Jackets is 22 sixth-round pick. And uh, and the Blue Jackets receive uh, defenseman Aiden Hrayshuk uh, from the uh, from the Canes. Uh, yeah. This just felt like a, a bunch of shuffling deck chairs. Yeah. By the way, Shogun's starting tonight for the Leafs. That one's been confirmed. <laughs> okay. Uh, so maybe, I'm guessing tomorrow night's going to be Morazic or something. Maple Leafs uh, trading. Defense- no, that or Campbell. I don't know. Is it him or Campbell? Maple Leafs trading defenseman Travis Dermott to the Canuck to the Canucks. For the Jets, uh, for the Jets, it's third round pick. Honestly, you uh, Tanner, what are your thoughts on what are your thoughts on this? this, this Honestly, no. I mean, yeah, it sucks to lose him, but I I don't fucking know. It's gonna suck. Like we we liked Travis, but he just wasn't doing well. He'll get an opportunity to play in Vancouver, and uh, and I hope they train him well. By the way, Imarazic is starting tomorrow. Fuck and me. also, he was just excess goods. Oh, wait. So, apparently, Spencer Knight is starting for the Panthers tomorrow. <laughs> Oof. That's great. So, no, also, though, Spencer Knight is a good goalie. He is. 
You know what's even funnier than that, though? Jeremy what? LeBron getting traded into the Preds from the Kraken for a 2022 second-round pick. The Kraken just How did you get a second-round pick from that? I don't know. Like, come on! Lazada's no, a fine, no, seriously, Lazada's seriously, a no. Like, seriously, no. No, here's our new debate question. What the fuck is wrong with the pricing of players at the deadline? Seriously, God. A fan of the team that a fan of the team that traded a first and two fourths for Nick Bellino is asking us what's yes, because even I was questioning that. I don't know. GMs are fucking crazy, dude. Blame I blame Seth Jones. That's fair. That's very fair. I blame Seth Jones. That's I, all I'm saying on that one. Personally, I blame Dowdy. I blame Drew Dowdy. That, yeah, that's another one. I no, blame. No, I blame. The fucking no. Look at Dowdy for 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 the time when he was good. No, absolutely deserved it. But I blame, like, I blame be, Drew. I have half the fuck. I have a third of the fucking teeth left in my eh, left in my <laughs> skull, and I'm not even sure if my jaw even works anymore. Dowdy. <laughs> I doubty that my that my jaw even works. Okay, you need to leave. The Yotes traded Scott Wedgwood to the Stars for a 2023 fourth round pick. Honestly, uh, I think it's a little bit overpriced. Scott Wedgwood's not that great of a goalie. He's just kind of not. Hmm. But maybe uh, he's why the Yotes were so bad. <laughs> eh, well, one of the reasons, anyways. Their biggest problem isn't uh, isn't the fact isn't goalie. It's yes, it is. Really, you're gonna tell me that a team with um, with so many expiring contracts and old people on it that they're dude? Uh, what goaltending? What reliable goaltending do the Coyotes have? The okay. only notable goaltender that they have is Carl Vagmelka. Okay, Carell. Uh, yes, that's a vagina joke. Yes, I know, but Karel Vamelka isn't uh, Karel Vamelka uh, isn't that bad of a goalie. Mm. No, he's not. Okay, and this is a guy coming overseas from Finland, and a dude that beat you guys twice. I don't think he started the second game, but I digress. But still, y'all, uh, y'all lost for the. Anyway, the Devils received the best player in the NHL. The almighty Hamburglar from, yeah. from the Canadians for Nate, for Nate Schnarr. Nate, Nate Schnarr. No, it's Nate. Yep. Uh, Tampa. Uh, Tampa acquired goaltending, uh, goaltender Alexei uh, Melnichuk from the San Jose Sharks in exchange for forward Antoine Morand. And also, I think also uh, they traded in a fourth-round pick for Nick Paul. Anyway, time for what is any relation to him and the cancerous Paul Butters? Oh no, there isn't. Uh, I hope not. Anyway, I don't want to like Nick Paul, but I I also you hope just the guy. Hate, oh. You just hate anybody with the last name of Paul now. No, not really. Just does just does too. I know, but you become I know, but because of them, you become wary of anybody with the last name of Paul. You just have to be careful. Anyway, just have to be careful. Anyway, debate topic: best and worst trades from the deadline. Uh, best trade. I think the Giroux trade. I, here's why I say the Giroux trade. 
Because with that, Florida solidifies the fuck out of their team. They solidify their team. They get the good depth pieces that they need to help that team go somewhere. Like, and with that first line, Huberto, Barkov, Giroux, that there you got a good chance in hell of making a making noise in the playoffs. Unless you unless you somehow pull a maple leaf and just get fucked in the first round. But I fucking digress on that one because this is hockey and nothing makes sense worth a shit. If but, we're if we're talking- but, but all seriousness, though, I think Florida's got a good shot at making a, making some good noise in the playoffs. Possibly a deep run, but there's only one way to find out, really. Now for your worst trade. Worst trade. Travis Hamannick for a third. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm going to say my best trade in terms of, like, both sides. Uh, uh uh, the Hagel trade. I think mm, Davidson pulled a big brain. Uh, what is it? I think that Brandon ha- Hagel has already has already shown that he's going to be you know, really good for the uh, for the Lightning. He's he's got a shit ton of talent, and the uh, and you know they need to they need to give up a bunch. They need to give up uh, quite a bit to make sure that they get him and. Uh, and you know what they did? They did. They get. Uh, they gave up. Uh, I mean, it definitely took a few sweeteners, especially that 2023 for uh, first round pick, which thankfully is top ten protected. I don't think, uh, even though I don't think Tampa's uh, is going to all of a sudden fall apart in the last twenty games games and be in a t- and be in a position to position to pick in the top ten. But uh, uh but Brent, uh, but uh, giving up Boris Kachuk and. And Taylor Radish was definitely uh, something they needed to do. It was smart, yeah, because like I think the way they were addressing that was they just were trying to get rid of the players that really didn't pan out. And I think the same thing was said about like uh, Matthew Joseph and that Nick Paul trade. Yeah. So I think in that regard, that um, table was just trying to get rid of what didn't work and bringing people that could work. It feels like Tampa doesn't rebuild; they reload. Load. Yeah, I would say so too. The worst oh, trade. God, there was one trip. There was no, no, your worst trade now. The worst trade is that the worst trade is without a doubt the, the Evgeny Dodonov trade. Not even just because it got uh, canceled, but because just in general. No, no, how about trades that actually went through? No, no, just in general. The uh, uh, Dodonov, uh, the Dodonov trade uh, just on paper looks bad. No, no, obviously it does. I mean, no shit, Dick Tracy Dodonov, on that one. Dodonov's been a Dodonov's been a decent player for the uh, for the. You know what's funny about this? You know what's funny about this too? What? The game that Dodonov came back, he scored. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> and everyone was calling on Vegas as usual. The worst trade I think of uh, of things that actually went through is Lazan for a second. I could see him going to. I could see him going to like a. At the most, a, a fourth round pick. Like, really? Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess it might just be the fact that Lazan didn't do too bad in Boston. The uh, in on the bottom four, uh, uh, and I might. Just, oh no, no, he did great. Uh, uh, but uh, he's just he just hasn't been good in the uh, with Seattle's. Uh, system, um, and and giving up a second round pick for him 
is just what what are you talking what are you talking about what are you thinking yeah i don't even know it's it's all fun oh but zach buddy zach, what's your best trade what's your worst trade of the deadline um i'm gonna say the uh that the hampus uh lindholm trade the the bees and the ducks because um you know i i think we got you know a good you know what it sounds like to me a a good defenseman for for the bruins um um you know i mean um so you like it because here's the thing i don't know much about like john moore um i the thing with John Moore, I could probably try to explain this the best as I can, but the best way I can describe it, um, he was all right at best, but was just played to fuck up injuries. Yeah, he's just been a journeyman with a uh, with a mild with a very con- uh, he's just been a journeyman and with a concerning contract that uh, that just gets passed around on like a on cheap whore on the screen in cheap trades because. Uh, because it's mostly just like, hey, we need some, we need some cap relief. We're gonna, we're gonna pawn this dude off on you. Yeah, yeah. Um, it wasn't in, yeah, and back, you know, back in nine in. Uh, uh, wasn't that the guy we were talking about like oh, a couple yeah, weeks we, ago? Yeah, yeah. And the big question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is that the big question? Went to shit, not didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right, but what's your worst trade? Uh, it it have to be the Danilov trade. Uh, uh yeah. Oh, 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 one that went through. Worst trade that went through. You can cheat. You can look at the trades. You can cheat. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to say the uh, Jeremy Lausanne trade. Um, I, I definitely don't think he was worth a, uh, a second round pick, but maybe that's just me. Nah, that's, uh, yeah, nah, that's honestly fair. Yeah, maybe fourth round pick at best. Yeah. That's what I was saying too. It's like, like, look at this guy was like, what a bottom six pair, like a bottom six pairing defenseman. Yeah, it's like it, it's like you're gonna give him a fucking you're gonna give him a fucking second for that, really? Yeah, it's like you just allowing yourselves to get shafted up the ass on that one. <laughs> but like, I I just don't yeah. understand why people do what they do. It just gives me a fucking headache when stupid people do stupid things, and this is a prime example of it. Yeah, because I, I would be wondering, like, how, how would Lausanne uh, fit on the Preds roster when you got, like, Roman jo- uh, Yossi? Well, you he know, could like, he could do what he did in Boston, fit in that fucking final pairing. Yeah, yeah. probably. Like, be like your seventh team, man, if you really have to, but, like. Yeah. Well, well um, like, what, what line was he in with the, the Kraken? Was he bottom? I think he was bottom. I think he was bottom pairing. I don't know. Yeah. 
Hold on, I thought I... first. I thought first pairing was Don and Giordano, but I can look it Don, up. You, you... Oh, you're gonna okay. It has to see because you go get a sour taste in your mouth about of something. Me? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Daily face off. Let's see. <laughs> Like this guy, like Lazan, it's he's something. Like I don't understand, like why people do what they. <laughs> I don't know, I don't fucking know what some of these people, man. I don't. It's fucking. But the reason I didn't like the hammock for a third round pick, like hammock sucks, and you give him yeah. a third. Uh, it seems like the top pair is is more so Carson Susie and Jamie Alexiak. Oh fuck! And this was after the Giordano trade. Uh, seem uh, yeah, this seems to be. Uh, so what about Paul? So go back to the season opener. Go back to their first game. Okay. That's uh, where you gotta get the best results for that. Susie and Alexiak, Seattle's tanking. They're taking it because they know where they are in the standings. They're fucking like, oh, okay. So let's go ahead and let's get, and let's just blow it up. Shane Wright's available in the draft. So or fuck it. Also, let's just take our chances. It's not that, it's not that they're it's not that they're uh, tanking. It's that they're it's that they're building. Yeah. Look at man. Like the expectations are high for the cracker because you know what happened with Vegas. Yeah. Right. But that was Our also just... were fucking through the roof. But like that was also because the, the Vegas got lucky with their with their head coach. Yeah, yeah, especially uh, especially their goalie too. Energy, uh, yeah. Mark Andre Fleury. All right, the Kraken Nobody... had the option to take Carey Price, but they're like, ah, <laughs> fuck that. Nobody's giving us uh, nothing's giving us things from a uh, uh, from. I got it. Hold on, Seattle Kraken. I'm. I'm not. Season opener. Right, here's from March 19th. Uh, line up. Uh, here's from March 19th. The uh, Jeremy Lazan was on the in the second pair with Vince Dunn. The top pair was Adam Larson and Hayden Flurry. Previous game. Jeremy Lazan seemed to be seemed to just be in the top. Uh, just seemed to be in the top four. Yeah, that's probably it. I can't fucking find it. Yeah, it's... Oh, no, no. I think I may have found it. I think I'm going to have to fucking... Yeah, I was right here. I got it. The offense was... Yeah, okay. So, so for defense, here we go. It was Giordano Larson, Cholsky Dunn, Susie Flurry. So, uh, so Lazan didn't even make the... Make opening night roster. No, no, he made the opening a roster, but I think he was just a son of son of D man. Ah, but yeah, uh, but yeah. Uh, but their offense was uh, Schwartz, Weinberg, Eberle, Barbele, Geeky, Appleton, Tanner, Shahan, Bastian, Donato, True, Lynn. Yeah, that seems about right. But uh, anyway, to continue on, uh, uh top moments. David Perrone of the Blues scored a hat trick in the loss against the Blue Jackets on uh, Saturday afternoon. I'm not gonna lie; I completely forgot that uh, that 
David Perl, David Perron was still in the league. I yikes. Uh, Tage Thompson, uh, quietly probably the best player that the uh, uh, quietly probably the best player that the uh, that the uh, Sabers have, and uh, and that isn't just uh, good by uh, good by Sabers. There's terms, terms, yeah. terms like what's it called? What's it called? Did you see like the cap sabers he had the other night? Where fucking like where Sid Sarov was on the two of one, he makes the save on the first shot rebound, he makes a spectacular save. He's way out of his net at that point. Puck gets loose. Uh, someone goes to take the shot, I think it was Thompson, and then Ovechkin just fucking does the stack the pad save. Yes, that was fucking cool. But you know, you know, what was even cooler. Was that night when I decided, you know what, I'm gonna finish the finish the least Amazon documentary. I got to the end. I felt kind of bad for the Leafs, and then I said, "Wait, oh, that's the first time you feel bad for the Leafs, you asshole." I I felt bad for like five minutes, and then I said, "Wait, the Leafs are playing tonight. Let's see how they're doing." And they were lo- and they lost five one to the uh, Sabers. And, and I just went back to laughing my ass off. Anyway, Tage Thompson in, from the Sabres scored a game-winning goal in overtime against the Flames on Friday night because, uh, because freaking Jacob Markstrom decides, you know what, I'm just going to come out of my – I'm just going to come out of my net and play this puck up front. And – and Tage just, Tage just pretty much just, just bumps into him, just knocks him on his ass, and is like, "Oh, I have the puck. Okay, okay, let's go home." Um, uh, Ras- then uh, Rasmus Dahlin scored the uh, the game winning goal in overtime against the Canucks on Saturday night. Damn, they they're going overtime a lot, and they are winning in overtime a lot. And the Sabers won a shootout against the Pens when. Tage Thompson and Alex Tuck scored goals in the shootout round. Wow, the Sabres are actually doing really good. Uh, doing decent. Is this... Is this... Now, this is just false noise. Is this character development? Character development. Anyway, Philip Forsberg ended up breaking the Preds record for most goals, goals with a team with, uh, with his 211th career... Uh, career goal with the Preds it's in the win against the Maple Leafs on Saturday. Uh, the record was previously held by uh, David Legwand, uh, who played for the Preds from 1999 to 2014. Wait a minute, that fucking long? Jesus Christ. Forsberg scored his 33rd of the season, which was one short of former Pred and current uh, LA Kings right uh, ringer Victor, Victor Arvidsson. His record for most goals in the season in Preds history. Uh, Roman Yossi also had three assists in the game, which broke uh, which broke like, the re- franchise record for most most consecutive uh, three assist games with his third. Uh, then we go to the Rangers. Thank you, Zach. Then we go to the Rangers with uh, with Mika Zabenajad. And I remember during the freaking uh, during the freaking expansion draft, I thought his name was Mike Zabenajad. Zabenyad. Zabenyad. I'm stupid, okay? Yes, that means failure. Of uh, uh, Mika Zabenyad of the 
uh, Rangers scored the game-winning goal with 16 seconds left in the third period against the uh, against the Lightning on Saturday night. Uh, the fucking Bruins did it better, though. Alex Ovechkin in the grade eight tied the great uh, tied the great one who should be the great ninety nine in in Wayne Gretzky for the most goal for the most forty goal seasons in NHL history with a uh, with a goal in the loss against the Capitals on Saturday. And he brings wait 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 in the loss against the Capitals. Yeah, what the yeah who the who the hell wrote this one? Not me, Zach. He stayed quiet. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Ovechkin tied the great one for the most, uh, tied Gretzky for the most, most uh, 40 goal seasons in NHL history uh, uh, on Saturday. Uh, uh, bringing up to 12 of, and this is his, uh, and this was his fifth 40 goal season since he turned 30. Uh, tying, uh, tying Bruins great Phil Esposito. Uh, for the most 40 goal seasons at age 30 or older. And honestly, we're not going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about anything else. Also, Vetchkin. Talk about it, bitch. Fuck Putin. There we go. We did it. No, no, didn't he fucking beat out Yager too for the most? Uh, for I thought we talked about that last time. Uh, probably we did. I don't fucking know. I'm not that last time where we, uh, or, uh, or we didn't. But yes, this, this, he, uh, Alex Ovechkin also passed Yaromir Yager for, er, for third all time in, in, in NHL goal scored with 767, and he, and, and the only two ahead of him are okay. It was okay. It was a game against the Stars, but uh, the only two ahead of him. Are Mr. Hockey Gordy Howe with I think 801 and Wayne Gretzky with is it 892? 894. 894. Mm. That's a lot of goals. Yes. Uh, Brad Marchand scored the game-winning goal in uh, in Monday's game against the Canadiens. And it was, Fuck the Habs. Honestly, that honestly that game had to have been the worst uh, the worst win the Bruins have had all season. And the Bruins that sure has been worse. The Bruins just played so freaking slow. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know it could have been even worse. But uh, Joel Eriksson-Eck ended up scoring the game-winning goal against the Canucks on Thursday night. It, uh, Pasta scored his in a hat trick against the Lightning on, on Thursday night, which also makes him uh, makes him um, these uh, makes him. And the player with the active player with the second most most hat tricks in a career uh, with twelve. Oh, the only player above him with um, is uh, is Ovechkin with I think twenty five. Jesus Christ! Either twenty five or I think it's twenty eight. But either way, uh, Ovechkin is Ovechkin, something else. Ovechkin is uh, Ovechkin is how old is he? Like thirties. Like he's in his mid thirties. Yeah, pasta is uh, pasta is twenty five. If, if turning twenty six later uh, later this uh, later this season, yeah, um, pasta has time to and uh, to be uh, as insane of a goal scorer. Uh, pro- actually, probably not as insane as Ovechkin, but uh, but like but insane enough up there. He's up there. Uh, 
Well, he definitely has the potential. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, he does. Like Ehlers of the Jets uh, scored the game winning goal in overtime um, last night, and Brayden Point of the Bolts scored a game winning goal in overtime um, against the Red Wings this afternoon. As for injuries, Vladimir Tarasenko uh, was out for the loss against the Blue Jackets with a non-COVID illness. And Aaron Ekblad will be week to week with a lower body injury that he suffered against the win against the Ducks on, on Friday. It is likely that he will be out until the playoffs. Yeah. As for money section, uh, Nino Niederreiter was was suspended for, for a game. But after, he's appealing that. Uh, uh, this, ha- uh, what do you mean he's appealing it? It already happened. Yeah, he said he was appealing it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Don't ask me why. What's there to appeal did. about a game that already happened? You're asking the wrong person he on sla- that one, Chief. Anyway, he slashed uh, caps forward Alex Johnson and Fialbi in the first period of Friday shootout loss. Uh, DeBrus- Jake DeBrusque in the uh, Jake DeBrusque during the trade deadline. And signed a two-year, eight million dollar contract extension with the Bruins. And I thought that this meant that he was going to be a, a trade at the deadline, and just to like give people more incentive to trade for him because no one wanted because no one really wants to uh, to get a guy on an, on an expiring contract and lose all uh, and lose all uh, lose all negotiation and and lose all negotiation power. But uh, they didn't. Uh, Anton Forsberg signed a uh, signed an eight point two five million dollar contract with the Sens for three years. Uh, Carolina, uh, this was this was announced a while ago, but uh, it didn't officially go through until uh, until uh, until the, the deadline proper. Uh, but uh, Carolina uh, signed forward Jesperi Kokaniemi to an eight year uh, thirty six thirty eight point five six million dollar contract uh, in uh, literally just to troll the Habs. Yeah, because fuck them. Yeah, fuck the Habs. Of course, fuck the Habs. All my homies hate the Habs. Hey, at least we didn't. Hey, at least we didn't lose to them in seven. Okay, fuck off. Anyway, uh, well, wait, didn't you lose to them in seven a few years ago? Yeah, but uh, yeah, but we. But that was a second round, but still. Yeah, but we didn't go up three-one against them, um, and then lose. How do you know? The Yotes, the Yotes signed, re-signed goalie Karel Vamelka to a three-year contract. The the terms were initially not disclosed, but if I'm not mistaken, they they have been disclosed that yes, as uh, four years at point seven million dollars is average. Point seven two five was the official numbers. Okay. Anyway, uh, the stat. Uh, the standings coming coming to you with a uh, with an update about the uh, the uh, uh, a Chicago uh, the Chicago uh, and Vegas score update. It is the end of the second period, and the Blackhawks are up three uh, nothing. How's Flurry doing his return? Oh wait. Anyway, uh, yeah, right, so I'll go first with this. Atlantic Flood is up 43, 14 and six for ninety two. Boston second at 41, 19, and 5 for 87. Third is Tampa Bay at 40, 18, and 6 for 86. Fourth, Toronto, 40, 18, and 5 for 85. Yeah, I know. It's only temporary. We can get it back tonight, though. Fifth Hope is Detroit at uh, 26, 31, and 8 for 60. 
Six is Buffalo at 23, 33, and 9 for 55. Seven is Ottawa at 23, 36, and 5 for 51. Habs officially becoming the first team to be eliminated from the playoffs last night. We'll be working up 17, 37, and 10 for 44. I remember at one point one of the one of the debate topics to be is it too late for the Habs? I think the answer is yes. Now it is. Yep. Uh, Today's your answer to your question, dickhead. Yep. Anyway, going into the Metro, uh, the the Carolina Hurricanes. Hurricanes, come to work. Are at the top of the uh, division and at 42, 15, and seven for 91 points in second of the Penguins at. Uh, 39, 17, and 10 at 88 points. In uh, in third are the Rangers at, at 41, 19, and 5 for uh, 87 points. And hey, that sounds a little bit familiar. It kind of sounds like the Bruins. Uh, uh, the Caps are in in fourth at uh, at at uh 36, 20, and 10 at 82 points. In in fifth are the Blue Jackets at uh, at 32, 29, and and four for 68. In six are the Isles at, uh, at 28, 26, and nine for 65. At uh, uh, In seventh are the Flyers at 21, 33, and 11 at 53 points. And the Flyers are in the last at, uh, at 27, 36, and five for 51. That the central police. All right. Um, so we got the Avalanche. Um, First place, uh, 46, 14, 5 with 97 points. Uh, second on the wire with 80 points. Uh, third are the Blues with 79 points. Uh, fourth is the Preds with 78 points. Uh, fifth are the Stars with 75. Uh, six are the Jets with 72. Uh, seventh are the Blackhawks. 57, and the last of the Yotes with 44. Hmm. Josh, I'll let you take Pacific this time. Huh? I'll let you take Pacific this time. All right. For the for the Pacific, at the top are the Flames, who are red hot like fire. <laughs> oh, ha, 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 leave. 30, 39, 17, and 8 for 86 points at uh, – with a plus sixty-seven goal differential. Wow! Oh wait, the Avs have more. Plus I think seventy, and the and the Panthers have plus seventy-five. Wow! The I'm disappointed we don't have a plus sixty-nine. Uh, the Kings are in. Uh, the Kings are in second at thirty-five, twenty-two, and nine for seventy-nine points. I love the drop off of uh, of of goal differential. The Flames have uh, the Flames in at the top are sixty-seven. Are plus sixty-seven. The Kings, plus five. The, uh-huh. Oilers, are, the Oilers are in third at uh, at thirty-six, twenty-four, and five for seventy-seven. And in fourth are the Vegas Golden Knights at uh, at thirty-five, twenty-eight, and four for seventy-four points. And they're still not going to make the playoffs this year. Uh, well, they call this ground. That wild card picture is very tight. Uh, in in fifth are the Canucks at. Uh, at 31, 26, and 9 at 71 points. In in sixth are the Ducks at 27, 28, and 11 at 65. Wow. Uh, wow. In seventh are the uh, are the Shocky Sharks at uh, at 28, 28, and 8 at 64 points. And in last 
are the Seattle Kraken at 20, 38, and 6 for 46 points. Again, they're building. They are disappointment. Okay, everybody had so many – everybody had so much expectation for uh, for Seattle going into this going into Because the Big Brother Vegas made those expectations because of what happened. Yeah, but the issue is that – yeah, but the issue is that uh, all of uh, – every single NH – every single uh, – all uh, – 30 other GMs were like, like, yeah, we can't let Vegas happen again. So we're not going to – so we're not going to allow Vegas to make a single goddamn trade in – in this in this expansion draft and that should have just and that and after hearing that everybody's expectations should have should have just plummeted because that because that ultimately was the was the thing that made that made Seattle like Riley Smith and like like that misfits line of of Smith Marcia and Carlson all three of those were were as a result of uh, of expansion trades, it's, yeah, it's, and uh, uh, like William Carlson was done. Uh, William Carlson was sent literally just so that. Uh, was, uh, what is it? They made uh, Vegas took on uh, William Carlson just so that, uh, uh, just because is uh, the Blues want uh, the I forget if it was the Blues or the Blue Jackets. They just wanted to be rid of uh, David of Davy Clarkman's contract. And uh, uh, what is it? Uh, for some reason, Florida just didn't want Jonathan Marsh to sell, and uh, so they pretty much forced them. To, so they pretty much forced Vegas to take them and take them in the expansion draft by uh, giving them also by also giving them Riley Smith. And nobody made any of any sort of uh, attempt for that for for Seattle. So uh, so expectations should have been lower. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to the uh, anyway going to the NBA. A jury is convicting Billy Ray Turner in the killing of former NBA center Lorenzen Wright. Wright was murdered on July 10th on the on July 29th, 2010, and his body was found in a field in Memphis, Tennessee. No, not the uh, not the iconic character. No, not the iconic character. Memphis, Tennessee, from the uh, from the Sonic 06 fan dub uh, by Snapcube on uh, on YouTube. But uh, I don't think anyone was talking about that. <laughs> Welcome to Tilted Towers. Turner was charged with first-degree murder, attempted murder, and conspiracy in the death of Wright. He was sentenced to life on the first uh, on the first degree murder charge. Other charges are pending. Jamal Crawford ended up retiring after 20 seasons in the NBA on Monday. Uh, Pacers head coach Rick Carlisle missed the loss against the Grizzlies and will also uh, miss the game against the Raptors tomorrow due to personal reasons. And it was okay. I think that's uh, uh, that's actually tonight. I, um, so uh, I, I was typing it in. Thinking that we would have a podcast yesterday, but ah, you know. sorry, that's yeah, my fault. It's okay. We all make mistakes. We're just bit, we're still young. A little bit frustrated about uh, yesterday, and uh, for reasons that I'll get into during the college thing. Uh, oh, Rich- you were frustrated. You should have seen how I was, but we'll get to that later. 
Rashawn Holmes of the Kings is facing domestic violence allegations from his ex-wife. Oh, great. Oh, God. Again? Uh, We're doing this again? Yes. uh, Uh, Why can't players learn that women are not to be fucking hurt? uh, Trigger warning for everybody with a sensitivity to to domestic violence and uh, and just in general uh, uh, child abuse uh child wait what yes uh graphic abuse uh, graphic uh, and i guess graphic imagery or uh, or more so graphic description uh yeah one we can't show imaging on this because one instance reported was that he took out his frustration on his son and causing him to bleed from a blow to the head during a visitation on February 6th. Thanks. And the King and the Kings announced that Holmes was going to miss the remainder of the season due to personal reasons. I wonder what those personal reasons. Yeah. I wonder what those personal reasons are. This is like, uh, what is it? This is like uh, Josh Gordon taking, uh, taking the rest of the 2018 season off for, uh, for personal reasons. And it's only to find out, Oh wait, he's, he's on the weed again. I am so happy that the NFL has stopped uh, testing for weed, but that's completely- yeah. Seriously though, like weed, like okay, weed though is legal, right? But yeah, the NFL is like weed is bad. Wait till ne- wait till next week. It's gonna be fun. What's next week? Oh, you'll see. You'll see. Oh God. The Celtics. Uh, as for top moments, Celtics head coach Ime Udoka was given a technical. A technical foul for apparently talking about one of the refs to Marcus Smart, and that ref uh, was not being talked about. Uh, <laughs> and that- hey, yo, Marcus, I was doing that ref's mom. <laughs> I cannot, my dad. No, but I'm doing your mom, doing, doing your mom, doing your mom, doing, doing your mom. You know, we straight. Doing We're going your to mom. hell. We are all going to hell. Let's go to hell together. We can fuck forever. I got nothing better. I'm sorry, Zappa, we're dragging into hell of us. You know that I'm not the rep. You know that I'm not a rebel. I just know the devil ain't got, can't be much worse. We're getting so off track. <laughs> what? I don't even know where the fuck we're going with this anymore. The Cavs in overtime on Friday night, which they came back from four, from down fourteen in the fourth quarter. Uh, LeBron James passed Carl Malone um, for second most all time in NBA scoring on Saturday night in the uh, Lakers' loss against the Wizards. He did so in the second quarter. Uh, uh, he did so in the second quarter. Uh, I don't know who's the. I don't know who has the most points in NBA history. I'm pretty sure it's. Uh, I thought it was Chamberlain. Yeah. Please let that be the one record that uh, that LeBron doesn't break. Oh no, LeBron? it's Kareem. Abdul- yeah, that's gonna be Abdul- a fucking. Oh, it's Kareem. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's Kareem. Okay. Still, please don't let LeBron uh, break that record. He'll do it anyway, cause fuck everyone. You can all you can all cry and watch Space Jam too. Yes, the yes, one of the worst animated movies that's come out in recent history. 
Space Jam 2. Uh, anyway, on Sunday, Keldon Johnson of the Spurs made the game-winning shot with 0.3 seconds left in the game against the oh, Warriors. And it was made when center Jason Podol missed a free throw. Saint center Dame, center Damian Jones of the Kings tipped the tipped in the game winning basket with 0.2 seconds left of the game against the Pacers on Wednesday, and the the Suns ended up clinching the number one seed in the Western Conference against the against the Denver Nuggets when Denver then when Devin Booker scored 49 points. I almost said Denver Booker. Denver Denver Booker. Booker. Uh. Uh, I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a dude named named Denver. Uh, people name their kids weird things. You ever heard of uh, North heard of Kardashian? What? North. You ever heard of the? You ever heard of the actress January Jones? Who the fuck names their kid January? Someone who lists a calendar, I guess. I don't fucking uh, like. Uh, I mean, people are named April. I know, but April. Well, May, April's is an acceptable name. I April, feel May, and June are like uh, are like sort of uh, they're common enough to be uh, to be like yeah. There's autumn. Like, there's summer. There's I think there's some kids named winter. Yeah, we're we're talking about months. We're not talking about uh, seasons. Still, but still, like fucking, who names their. Who names their kid January? Anyway, the Grizzlies also ended up clinching a playoff berth in the Western Conference when they beat the the Pacers on Thursday night. As for injuries, King Center Domitas Sabantis will uh, Sabanis will be out for ten days due to a left knee bone contusion suffered in the uh, loss against the Suns on Sunday. Uh, Harden and Embiid were both out for the win against the. Heat on Monday with Harden being injured with a left hamstring and Embiid having some back soreness. Chris Middleton has missed the last two games against the Bulls and Bulls and Wizards due to soreness in his left wrist that he suffered in Saturday's loss against the Timberwolves. Uh, the Grizzlies said that John Morant is going to be is going to miss the next two weeks due to right knee soreness. Wow, that's going to be a real big blow to their uh, to their ambitions and Jeremy Grant of the uh, Pistons left the game with a calf strain in the uh, loss against the Wizards last night and that's really it for the uh, that's really it for freaking basketball for basketball are we going to talk about the basketball uh, actually Actually, wait. There's still a few. There's still the COVID thing and the money oh, sections. Yeah. Uh, NYC, it the NYC COVID vaccine mandate for private sector workers will have an exemption for athletes, which means that Kyrie is coming back. Which also means that I think Aaron Judge is is go is coming back to the Yankees. I uh, I. Honestly, I forget how many Yankees or Mets are unvaccinated or like refuse to get the vaccine. Wait, uh, Aaron Judge is unvaccinated. I I thought there was something about him being unvaccinated, but I I don't know. There was, uh, I just know that this mean I just know that 
this just feels like a thing specifically made to to make sure that New York that New York has is just a little bit of a leg up in uh, in in the sports. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. Uh, the Hornets signed Isaiah Thomas is for the remainder of the season. Uh, the Nuggets signed head coach Michael Malone to a multi-year contract extension. No all details about that, I guess. Nope. Uh, as for fines, means center Yusuf Nurkic from the Trailblazers has been fined $40,000 for confronting a fan court size, courtside, grabbing the fan's cell phone and throwing it into the stands and, and sending his loss against the Pacers. Damn. Dumb. Not the imagine being so salt. Imagine being so salty that you have to. Not the fact that he did that, but the fact that he was fined forty thousand dollars for it. Imagine being so salty over a loss. Yeah, yeah, it's almost yeah. I can I can imagine being being really salty over a loss. You you see you saw what happened in in Vancouver when they lost Game Seven against the Bruins in twenty eleven. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that was nuts. And in 1994 as well, yep. when they lost to the Rangers. Uh, you uh, you seen what you saw? What a bunch of uh, Leafs fans were doing after Game Seven against the against the Habs last season. Yep. Freaking... No, we don't we don't own them. No, no, we don't own them. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that you're probably not gonna like. McDavid is better than Matthews. You will die for that sin. Yeah, I, I agree with that, Josh. You, you, you will die for that sin. Bro, McDavid has 15 more freaking points than, than Matthews. Don't even talk to me. Career-wise? Yes. No, not, no, no. In this in this individual season, he has 15 more points than... Uh, no, no, who's better career-wise? Career-wise? Eh. No, now I'm making you think, huh? Now I got you thinking. All right, let's uh, uh pull up the stats. We're on basketball. We're pulling up the stats. Points means McDavid or who has more points, McDavid or Matthews? Is uh, you gonna put in, in their careers because it, otherwise it's gonna go to like seasonal. Right. Proof we got right. really nothing better to do than to look up sport. Spots for another sport, McDavid part career, six. Right. According to hockey reference, McDavid career er, points. He has 669 points. Nice. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Austin Matthews, he has uh, 669 versus 431. Four for, Jesus Christ. Okay. What the? I thought he had more. I really thought Matthews had more. The thing, the thing is, McDavid is McDavid is also, McDavid is great at scoring goals, but he's also great at uh, but he's also assists. Yeah, and, yeah. Puck okay. distribution, and, and it's allowed him to. Uh, he's also insane at puck distribution and puck handling, and, and it's allowed him and Mc, and Drysdale to have uh, to be insane. Anyway, we're going back to anyway we're going back to the NBA. Unfortunately, uh, Draymond Green was fine. <laughs> Was fined twenty five thousand dollars for directing profane language to uh, towards an official in which he was ejected against the uh, in which he was ejected 
in the loss against the Spurs. That's fucking dumb. You should be allowed to swear at refs. I agree with this. The the T Wolves guard Patrick Beverly and Bucks guard George Hill were both fined for their roles in an on court altercation in Saturday's game. Beverly fined and twenty thousand dollars and Hill fined fifteen. Fifteen and Julius Randle was fined forty thousand dollars for directing hostile language towards an official in the loss against the Jazz on Saturday. Again, let them fucking do what they want to the rest. The rest suck ass. On on to baseball. Mama. All right, for trades, the Toronto Blade, the Toronto Blue, Blade, Toronto Blade. Uh, Blue Jays traded slugger Randall Grichuk to the uh, Rockies in exchange for outfielder Ramiel Tapia. I almost thought I'm that pissed. said Talap. I almost thought the, uh, that said Talapia. I thought what? Uh, wait, you you traded you traded you traded him for a fish. Blub blub. <laughs> Blub blub! Can't wait to drown in. Can't wait to drown in September again and uh, and miss the playoffs. Well, to be fair, it was a very close race, though. Y'all still miss the playoffs because of a tight race we had with the Sox and the fucking Yanks. We did our part. The fucking race just couldn't lose to the Yankees, and that's what we needed. Was a fucking race to beat the Yankees. That's what we needed. I think the hilarious part is that in a is that in an uber competitive uh, division such as the uh, such as the AL East but the uh, the Sox, the Yankees and the uh, and the Blue Jays, the only team that came out of it with more than 100 wins was the uh, was the Rays. Yeah, I know. The Rays were just like, "Yep, we'll uh, we'll, we'll take this one." Anyway, like, uh, we're just gonna- we're just gonna sit back. We're just gonna let you motherfuckers take care of this. Yeah, not our problem. For free agent signings, Carlos Correa uh, finally has his landing spot. It's signing with the Twins on a three-year, one point one hundred five point three million dollar deal with an opt-out after the first two seasons. Why are you spending so much money on this dude to, uh, to essentially just be a rental? But then again, or to bank trash cans again. But then again, it's the twins, so I don't. Uh, so you can't really expect them to make smart decisions. Uh, Fair enough. Hansel Robles was re-signed by the Red Sox. Dumb. Uh, veteran. Dumb. Uh, veteran left-hand pitcher Drew Smiley signed with the Cubs on a one-year, uh, $5.25 million contract with, uh, with $2.5 million as incentives. I don't want to read the next one. Do it. <sighs> You are, we are. The Marlins signed outfielder Jorge Soler with a three-year, thirty-six million-dollar contract, which includes opt-outs after the first two seasons. It's not a bad contract, though. It really isn't. I hate the Marlins. Yeah, so doesn't everybody else. Is he worth that? Yes. Yes. But also, it's just like <coughs> it is. It is despicable for a franchise to is to be so uh, to be <laughs> so averse to uh, to just changing up their game plans for Ronald uh, to try and uh, uh, to try and get Ronald Acuna uh, uh, to uh, uh, to fuck up. That they just instead try and fucking headhunt him all the fucking time. And now they're yeah. poaching, and now they're poaching in, 
mm, good play, eh, good players from the Braves. And I was like, come on. Are you in any way, shape, or form surprised by this? A little bit. You shouldn't be. I uh, I thought that I thought that after uh, all that he had done and for the franchise is that uh, that Atlanta was gonna re-sign Jorge Soler, but yes, I thought they're gonna re-sign Freddie Freeman. No, they weren't. They were the writing was kind of on, was the writing was clearly on the wall that. Oh, that like he he wanted more money than than they were gonna give up, and they and they couldn't. But even afford. after that, even after that World Series, yeah. Well, because Freddie Freeman's a fucking star, like no shit, you're, he's gonna want the money. But also, so what do you got, like? What do you expect them to do? Keep his dick in his hand while you just fucking lowball? But also, Matt. But also, Matt. At least they got. At least they did something and got Matt Olson, and. And Matt Olson, oh my God, I I love Matt Olson. He's insane. <laughs> right hand right hander Michael Pineda was signed by the Tigers for a one year contract. And now time for the big one. The Red Sox signed shortstop Trevor Story with a six year, one hundred forty million dollar contract, which includes an opt out after the fourth season. And it has been reported that the Red Sox are going to move him to second base, which. It's story time. The second base, we haven't had a good second baseman since Manny Machado oh, fucked up uh, Dustin Pedroia. Uh, and I, I love Dustin Pedroia. Easily, my, easily. No, my, wait, come on. Why? Easily one of my top three favorite uh, Sox players of all time. It's him, Euclid, and uh, it's. Uh, Even after Euclid defected to the enemy? Uh, yes. Yes, I yes I liked uh, I liked Ellsbury even after he uh, Ellsbury was still one of my favorite uh, Sox players even after he went to the Yankees. But it's uh, but it's uh, but it's Pedroia, Euclid, and Pop uh, and Poppy. Those are the big three for me. But uh, but now that we have Trevor Story, we finally have someone to solidify uh, second base. Anyway, Nick Casella. Uh, Anyway, that was uh, that was really fun, and there's a li- and there was a line drive into the deep left field by Castellanos. That'll be a uh, home run, and that'll that'll make it a five-year, one hundred million dollar contract. <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna put. I don't know if I'll ever be able to put this this headset on again. Anyway, the Rockies signed Ryan The Rockies signed Ryan McMahon to a into a six-year seven. $70 million extension. I'm sorry, Zach. I don't think he has any any relation to you. I don't know if you want to go on to Ancestry.com and, uh, <laughs> and look up that shit, but uh, no, uh, but uh, I, I have a feeling that you're Motherfucker not said Ancestry.com. I have a feeling that you're uh, that uh, that if you if you hit up Ryan McMahon and asking for uh, asking for uh, money, he's not going to He's not gonna birthday not, money. Who the fuck are you? Anyway, Tanner, you might be happy to hear about this. Is you signed Matt Chapman to a three-year, twenty-five million dollar contract to, to solidify your third base. I am happy with that. Seattle ended up signing relievers. Well, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing I have with that, though. Isn't it fucking Jorielle a third baseman? 
Uh, I have no idea. Because I was going to say, because if he's a third baseman, why the fuck are we signing another third baseman? Hold on. Freaking laptop being stupid. What else is new? Lourdes Gurriel uh, Jr. No, no, Vladimir Guerrero. Vladimir Guerrero. Guerrero is a first baseman. Guerrero first, and Guriel is third baseman, I thought, right? Guriel is, mm, is left fielder. Okay. But uh, Seattle signed reliever Sergio Romo to a one-year $2 million contract. And the Diamondbacks signed in right-hand pitcher Zach Davies to a one-year deal with a mutual option for 2023. All of this happening, and the and the Red Sox still can't re-sign Rafael Devers. Freaking stupid. Why can't they? Does he not want to sign, or is he just fucking? He wants. He hardball? wants to sign. It's just that Chaim Bloom is just. I don't know what the. I don't know what he wants to do. It feels. It feels like he wants to moneyball this uh, on the Red Sox, but at the same time. It's the Red Sox. You don't need to. You don't need to cut costs. This money. Well, is- you want to get hit with the luxury tax payments again? John Henry's a fucking ass. <laughs> if Mookie wants to get, if Mookie wants to get paid and stay in Boston, fucking pay him. And then Mookie's like, uh, 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 you need to pay your I, tax. I okay. I like. I like Alex Verdugo. But oh my god, you had Mookie fucking bats. Uh, Shelton is having a massive uh, former Red yeah. Sox reliever. Yeah, I think uh, so far, you know, Verdugo is like the only uh, like good play, uh, like good investment that we got from the Mookie Betts trade. I mean, yeah. what have we got? Jeter Downs. Um, well, Jeter Down, I think he's still in the system, isn't he? Yeah, Jeter Downs is still in the system, and he and he might be coming up, uh, like in the next season or two. Oh, okay, there you go. Oh, but also, but also, people have been saying that like he's he's kind of fallen off. Like, well, I haven't seen much baseball to really say if he has or not. So that one's just more like a. Eh. I should probably be. I should probably pay more to a little bit more attention to. Into minor league baseball, just say, you know, see, like, hey, what's going on here? Uh, the just, only uh, just pay attention to spring training. You, that you, is, you that is also true. Speaking yeah. of spring training, did you guys see that one game between the Texans and the Guardians? No. Twenty-five, 25 to twelve. 12. And yes, Seriously? I did see it. Yeah, twenty-five to twelve. <sighs> okay. Well, like the Rangers beat the Guardians twenty-five to fucking twelve, and what could be described as three touchdowns, one of them with a successful two-point conversion and a field goal, versus four field goals. You know, Tanner, uh, Tanner, you say this as if it's uh, surprising when the uh, when the Braves put up like uh, uh, like twenty-nine to nine against the uh, against the uh, against the Marlins like what, either last season or two seasons ago. Oh. Yeah, but, well, you know. Uh, but also, uh, and also. And I'm, I'm talking about two teams that actually kind of suck. Thirty. Because, like, hot take, the Cleveland Guardians are the Toronto Maple Leafs of the MLB. They, 
the Guardians right now kind of are in a state of flux, and it's hard to get a read on them. Uh, but anyway, uh, the Dodgers also signed manager Dave Roberts to a three-year extension through 2025. And that's really going to end it for, for baseball. Now let's talk about college. Back. Now let's talk about college. Yeah, but first of all, I want to give a shout to Texas a now because I know they just went for some shit the other night. Um, they, I believe campus either got hit or barely missed a tornado that was in the area of College Station. Luckily, from what I'm hearing, it did not cause that much damage, and it was rated an EF zero. So, thank Christ, it wasn't worse than a scenario because God, the casualties in that fucking area. Yep. Yeah, but. But also, March Madness is cracked the fuck. Yeah. The cocks are frobbing their way to the Elite Eight. Somehow, with Tanner. whatever pump they have, <laughs> with whatever they have left in the fucking tank. Tanner. <laughs> you, you made me do this. You, you made me do this. Anyway. Ah, I have found the button. <laughs> anyway, it's just funny to see that. Uh, it's just hilarious that uh, that before this, before this, uh, before this tournament, uh, it was like with Oral Roberts. It's like nobody knew what, where the hell this team, uh, where the hell this college was, is, and now like where is uh, where is St. Peter's? Uh, where is St. Peter's? It's in Jersey City. Is like one of the is like one of the top questions on Google right now. It's in fucking Jersey City, I think it is. That yeah, one it's in I Jersey City. But uh, but they are uh, freaking U- UCLA fans were cheering on were cheering on. Uh, yeah, the Bruins. Uh, but I but I have a feeling it was more so just because they wanted uh, they wanted to. Uh, uh, they really wanted to play St. Peter's and have an easier, uh, an easier ride to the net, uh, and have an easier uh, Elite Eight game. Um, but uh, oh wow, what heckling bitches! No, no, they they wanted St. Peter's to win. It's just uh, that's what most that's what most team. Teams do in a tournament. They root for the they root for the underdog because they because they have a because they always feel like they can they can beat because they always have a feeling that okay okay if they okay even though they beat this this team there's still a bunch of scrubs. What we can fucking kick their ass. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's 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 playoffs one on one essentially. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, St. Peter's is the first is the first 15 seed to ever make it to the uh, to the elite to the elite eight. Yeah, freaking insane. In, uh, do we want to go into our each individual college news? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we don't have a choice, do we? We're contracted. No, we're not. But we're just gonna say we are. None of us. Oh, are. I'm not getting paid to. I wish we were. I, I really wish we were. I mean, I'm paid as a sports editor, but yeah, yeah. Newsflash: yeah. our editors here don't get paid because of because of an incident ten years ago. Yeah, save you, that for the group chat. Okay. Yeah, 
Yeah. So, no, I'm not gonna go into detail with that boy. Yeah. Go ahead with the with your part. All right. So, um, Bridgewater Bears uh, baseball team. So they lost their first home game of the season against uh, Wheaton, the Wheaton Lions on Tuesday. Uh, and then they won against uh, Curry College on Wednesday, and they are eight and five on the season, which they are tied with Salem State uh, for first place in the MASCAC. Uh, softball, um, a Bears split a doubleheader with UMass Boston yesterday, with game two being a no-hitter for our pitcher Kelly Reicher. Um, so, and then today, uh, BSU was swept by Johnson and Wales, Rhode Island. There's an interesting thing where game two of the doubleheader on Tuesday, um, and I was working this one, uh, UMass Dartmouth, um, the, the game had to be cut off due to darkness because, like, we don't have lights on the field. So we ended in a 3-3 a three, three tie. No, what happens? Uh, what, what, what were the lights cut off? Uh, we like we don't we don't have lights on the like the baseball and softball field. That's kind of dumb. Um. Anyways, moving on. Um, women's lacrosse team. They won the last two games against uh, some main Wellesley, and they are four and four on the season, tied in second place with Fitchburg State and Worcester State. Okay. Now it's gonna scroll down because it's so fucking large. All right, you must a little time. Now uh, the Riverhawks did want to make it to the NCAA tournament, where they have to face off against Denver. It wasn't well at first, but you know they shit the bed. How much did you guys choke by? By one. Okay. Okay. How about this? Uh, UMass UMass Amherst went up three one right before the uh, right before the end of the second period. Uh, and then they and then they blew a th- and then they blew a two goal lead against the uh, against uh, Minnesota and then lost in over uh, and then lost in overtime and yeah Tanner I can see you oh, laughing but uh, but yeah I know uh, but <laughs> guess what guess what Bobby T for Hobie B Bobby Brink for Hobie B Bobby Tre- Bobby Trevino I swear to God is is legitimately the best player in college hockey right now. Oh, there is there is little to no conversation about it. He is freaking fantastic. His puck handling is great. His his offensive instincts are, are great. And if this dude doesn't get drafted in the first three rounds because of just because of his size, then that is then that is quite possibly the biggest indictment on uh, on uh, on the NHL because uh, because the dude the dude's like the dude's like a, an inch shorter than Matt Grizzlick, but is uh, and is the same in white. He's He's in, he's great. He's amazing. Bobby Trevino deserves to win Hobie Baker and also deserves to be drafted drafted with a decent pick. Yeah. So moving on to baseball, uh, five and fourteen. They are at the bottom of Division A of the American East Conference, and they are facing Binghamton currently. I could fucking find the actual scores ongoing for Basabole. Which I fucking hate. On. Oh, no. Okay, so you guys will apparently won, and I've moved up to third in the division. So we're not last. Thank you, God. 
Yay. It was a 4-3 win over Binghamton. So I will take that all day, every day. That seems like a good day in the office to me. Because fuck you. For softball, 12 and 10, third in the American East. And they were playing Sacred Heart today, I believe, which I don't see their thing on here. I thought they were. I, I guess oh, I guess they're 13 and 11 now. Okay, so I guess they won that too. It was a no, it was a loss, seven to two. Okay, never fucking mind. I just found out that uh, that the SP- oh, you know what? Oh, that's right. No, you want because they had a double header today with Sacred Hearts. They won one, but they lost the other one. I just found out that the uh, that the uh, uh, that the SB Nation in fa- in fan page for uh, uh, for the Oregon Ducks is called Addicted to Quack, and I freaking <laughs> love that. Fucking quack. Anyway. Um, moving on, we got Mental Cross. They're 0-7 last in the American East. They are facing New Jersey uh, NJIT tonight. For women's lacrosse, they are face, they are currently 2-7. They're last in the American East. And they are, cur- I believe they're currently playing against UNH, in which that was a 12-7 loss. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, men's basketball season is over. Uh, women's basketball was in the was uh, was in the in in women's March Madness, and in the first round they lost to number twelve Belmont, and, and by a score of seventy three to seventy, and it's just god damn it. Uh, I was actually called scaring though, so you can't be baseball, mad at that. Uh, baseball is currently going on, and and they are currently fifteen and six, first in the Pac-12, and the game is currently uh, tied zero to zero against USC uh, at the bottom of the second. Of uh, what is it for? Uh, uh, in terms of of, hold on, I'm trying to find softball. Softball. Oh, Oregon is uh, Oregon is twenty-two and five, fourth in the Pac-12. Uh, they're playing in California. It's basically UC Berkeley. Uh, uh, they are uh, they're fourth in the Pac-12, uh, and currently they uh, if it will load, uh, they are currently up uh, three to two in the bottom of the first. First, now. Uh, we're gonna have to issue yet another, uh, yet another Sick. trigger warning for uh for sexual abuse, uh, uh grooming and uh, and abuse of, uh, and sexual abuses of power, uh, because Michigan Wolverines have settled a sex abuse lawsuit brought by the students and how the campus protects uh, sec- protects from sexual misconduct. And it stems from um, sexual assault allegate, uh, accusations from the uh, team doctor who died in 2008 uh, and University President Mark uh, Schlissel uh, was removed in January due to inappropriate contact with uh, with employees. Son of a bitch. God damn it. 
of the Memphis Tigers men's basketball team is reportedly facing four level one and level two NCAA violations stemming from an 18 long investigation into the program. The notice is from um, the independent accountability resolution process, the IARP. And one was an infract was an infractions case involving former Memphis center James Wiseman was the first case accepted by the IARP in, in spring of 2020. Weisman was suspended 12 games in 2019-2020 to his mother accepting $11,500 from Hardaway in the, in the summer of, 2020, of 2017, and Weisman playing three games while ineligible. Weisman head coach Penny Hardaway is the only person in, in, in the notice, is the only person named in the notice of allegations. According to the report, it says Hardaway was involved in at least one of the level one and violations and two of the level two violations. And then we have uh, one of the biggest stories in college sports as of late, uh, Leah Thomas. Yes. Oh boy, no. A, can, like, can we say something about this a little bit too? Like, the way that this has been construed in the media, it's fucking sickening. Okay, it's it's sickening, but also but also one aspect about it is is so freaking hilarious because it's just because his transphobes are just trying to to spin it and are just trying to spin it in in whatever way they can to make Leah uh, seem like the bad person because Leah Thomas is a is a swimmer for Penn State University and she is and she's being. And she's come under fire for being a trans woman and competing with women. And and what is it? In her final swim meet, which was a meet against Steele, she won the she won the sixteen fifty yard freestyle by thirty eight seconds, which is insane. And and honestly, looking at that just blankly, it seems like that's a decent argument for why for. Or, uh, trans women have, have an insane advantage and and shit like that, and, and then uh, and then she came in sixth in the hundred yard freestyle with the winner being a trans man from Yale named Isaac Hennig, who is not only who not only has not tra- transitioned medically yet, but he's declining to medically transition at all. He is, well, which ah. which yes, people can do that. You can uh, you can uh, you can. In transition in purely socially. You don't have to. You don't have to take hormones. Um, you don't have to medically transition in order to in order to transition. In case in point, I have not medically transitioned yet, and yet I have, and yet I still uh, am a trans woman. In, in, but it's just funny to see how. Uh, but, uh, but also, uh, a bunch of transphobes are like, eh, eh, yeah, freaking Leah Thomas. Uh, she's she tanked just to she tanked to give uh, to give trans woman a, in a uh, to make trans woman look better. And I'm like, okay, what what would be the what would be the goal there? Literally, what would be what is what is the end game there? There, what there is no end game. It's just tank your, stupidity. Tank your tank your own performance just to make just to make trans women as a whole look uh, look better. Which you know what? You're stupid. You're stupid if you believe that. Yeah, it's, I know. Seriously, you people were bringing it up with Laurel Hubbard and 
with the Olympics. And and uh, and honestly, I I don't know why she, I don't know why she couldn't do one do one rep rep in weightlifting. And honestly, I don't care enough to to I don't care enough to dig deep into why she couldn't. But I have but call it faith, call it call it a hunch. But she, but I have a feeling that she didn't do it to to just blanketly give to as like some sort of sinister intent to try and give to try and to try and give trans women a good name in sports by by sucking. And besides, if you want to talk about biological advantage. Let's talk about biological advantage. We want you want you want to get rid of biological advantages. Okay, okay. Get rid of anybody in the NBA over six ten. And fucking Yao Ming, get him out. Oh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, no longer, no longer allowed. Nobody in the NBA allowed over allowed over six ten. Kevin Garnett, you can go fuck yourself. You can go fuck yourself. Oh, 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 just. Just that nobody has a distinct biological advantage over everybody else, so that so that everybody is on so that everybody is on an equal playing field. On, on freaking, we want to we want to talk about swimmers. We want to talk about swimmers having an unfair biological advantage. Michael fucking Phelps. Oops. You want to know how this dude is freaking built for swimming? In, the dude's wingspan is the dude's wingspan is four inches longer than four inches longer than his than his body, which is than his height, which is is very much abnormal. Usually, your wingspan is is supposed to be the same the same size as your height, with like a with like half inch to half inch to like three quarters of an inch of inch of wiggle, of of error in there. This the dude is the dude has a four inch. The dude has a wingspan four inches longer than his height. He's double jointed in his shoulders, which give his which give his freakishly long arms arms more range of motion. And considering that a lot of swimming is 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 arm propulsion and is insane. And also he's double jointed in his in his in his ankles, making his making his feet bend backwards even more, which pretty much turned his feet into makeshift fucking flippers. And the dude's body produces let and the dude has some condition that makes his his body produce uh, half the amount of lactic acid that a uh, that a normal uh, person does. The dude won twenty three fucking gold medals uh, that way, and yet he's complaining about biological advantages in sports. Go fuck yourself, Michael Phelps. Go fuck yourself into the Atlantic Ocean, and 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 swim back to and swim back to shore. Trans women, it is. Trans women have been allowed to compete in the NCAA for the past freaking since at since at the very since since like 2010, if not earlier, and and since there have been like barely any there's been barely any sort of there's been barely any freaking headlines of trans women dominating. Uh, dominating in women's sports and it's the NCAA level. If this was a more widespread issue, ooh, then uh, then there would be headline after headline after headline after headline after headline, after headline mm, of trans women just completely mm, bull rushing their way through 
well, every single goddamn record set in, in, in a in women's sports but no it's not because that doesn't fucking happen mm. no. i think i got it all out <laughs> all right brie damn you want to talk Amber's. about an apple tanner you can take this one away because <laughs> Because you know more about this one than I do. So this comes from hilarious. Japan's DDT Pro Wrestling thing. So I guess the champion of, of uh, what was the Iron Metal Heavy Metalweight Championship was, um, I guess, doing a thing where she was asked, hey, can you crush an apple with your bare hand? Um, so she's like, okay, I can try. She tried it. She said, I can't do it. I give up. Referee overheard it's like, what you give up? Like, yeah, it's it's just hard. I can't do it. I give up. <laughs> Referee takes the apple, takes the title. Winner, champion is an apple. When that uh, it, it, keep on, this is a title. This is a title that has in history, history of pro wrestling never changed hands as many times as this. Fifteen hundred different champions, including but not limited to school children, a donkey. Two different steel chairs, a ladder, and itself. <laughs> the belt won the belt. I wonder the belt what has won the belt. I wonder. The, I wonder what happens when that apple eventually rots, or it, or if somebody just eats the apple, or bashes it. Dude, I beat the it, dude. I would absolutely beat. I would absolutely eat that apple just to it, just to say like, yo, I won the belt now. Just give me all. It, just give me all the fucking yen you can. Then, anyway, what you uh, would get a shit ton of yen? I'm gonna guess then. Uh, uh, the but, Zach, you said you have some shit on the flop. Yeah, yeah. So I I just found this so. So, have you guys ever heard the Golden Raspberry Awards? Yes, the Razzie. Yeah. yeah. So LeBron uh, with Space Jam, he won Worst Actor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, worst Screen Combo with LeBron with any any uh, Warner Brothers character. And Worst... Uh, Worst prequel. <laughs> and Space Jam were also was nominated for worst picture. Well, yeah, the movie sucked. Yeah. The movie sucked. <laughs> that, oh, that is insane. That is awesome. I love yeah. that. <laughs> Well, that trumps the that trumps the news of the notorious Conor McGregor being arrested in, in, this week in Dublin in on a dangerous over oh, dangerous car. driving. Yeah, drive safe, kids. And this is coming from a kid. And this is coming from a girl that it regularly drives ninety on uh, on uh, on a sixty five. By the way, how's your drive on ninety five going? I hope you get submitted going- to a crime on a podcast. I hope it's- this this episode is not legally binding. God damn it! Fuck. Yeah. Good job. You played yourself. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know if he was drinking that uh proper number 12 Irish with The puns, dude. The puns. Anyway. 
of uh, maybe you were going a bit too fast, like Jordan Cairo uh, down the uh, down the ice. And hey, if you like listening to ho- if you if you like listening to to this bitch uh, ramble on about hockey, why don't you give my uh, why don't you give my uh, YouTube channel a follow? Oh, it's it's Miss Ravenskill ms dot space r a v e n s k i l l. After every single Bruins game, I do a uh, I do uh, I do an episode of my series called Into the Den. Think about uh, think about it like a Bruins flavored version of, of Steve Dangle's LFR. And if you don't know about Steve Dangle's LFR, first of all, let me uh, first of all let me uh, no. First of all, what well, fucking rock you living under? Uh, first of all, let me say. Uh, first of all, let me say uh, I envy you. Uh, second of all, let me say I'm so, uh, I'm sorry that you haven't learned about uh, this greatness on, uh, until now. Uh, until now, especially uh, especially after the episode of uh, of a certain 42 uh, year old Zamboni driver uh, beating the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, and third of all, uh, and third of all, uh, of uh, uh, stay tuned. Uh, come, uh, come around. Uh, come around later today, uh, Ju- uh, March twenty sixth, twenty twenty two. Oh, for my episode about the uh, the Bruins Islanders game that just uh, that wrapped up just as we were uh, starting this episode. Uh, uh, you can also find me on TikTok, where uh, where at where after every single episode I create, I uh, I post the uh, what is it? I post uh, the intro to the. The intro to every episode, which is is basically just, just me with a hat, uh, me with a hat and dumb arguing with uh, arguing with me with not a hat and uh, and slightly oh, less dumb um, until uh, until I until I eventually play either uh, curb your enthusiasm um, on my uh, guitar uh, when the Bruins lose or uh, or in the end in, or in the event of today. Shipping up to Boston by the Dropkick Murphys in the event in the event of a win. All right, now Tanner, your yeah. your turn. Hey kids, you like coffee? Try Rachel Warburg. <laughs> yo, so uh, yo, the, <laughs> yo, the funny thing about this is that uh, is that uh, one of my favorite YouTubers, Hugbees, I think, and he does. Oh a, yes, Hugbees. He, he does a bunch of vid- He does a he does these videos. Oh, how it's actually made. How it's actually made. Yes, I see. Those. The, where he tries to imitate the 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 guy. We should, guy we, should a, we should do a watch party after we. Of, we should do a watch party of that after the. The, fu- after this the funny thing ends. about this is that while you were while you were recording this episode, while we were recording this episode of the podcast, he put out an, an, an episode of how it's actually made called "How It's Actually Made Coffee." Oh my god, the irony! Insane. But, huh, like I said, you like coffee? BenchwarmerBrew.com is your place to go. For my YouTube plugs, um, hockey video came out Wednesday, which I record with this jackass to my yep. left. Uh, I've left the door open again, but we got through it about 53 and a half fucking minutes. Football was a little bit of a big. She was delayed because my brain was just fried. Didn't football come out today? No, football came out yesterday. Baseball came out today. Ah, okay. So if you want to listen to a fucking dumb shit ramble about sports, he he knows absolutely fucking nothing about. Then come on over to the Illogical Canadian YouTube channel. We can have ourselves a good old time. But uh, fucking Chris, but we got we got to do a watch party of Hugby's at this recording. Hugby's is great. It, my favorite my favorite video by him is his is is his video about the uh, the funny last meals and him 
and him and easily no no my favorite with, video of his was the uh the one with the pizzas uh, what is it uh, his video about the wacky about the weird last meals was has quite possibly one of my favorite uh, uh sentences ever said out of context it's, all i'm saying is that i don't think the oklahoma city bomber is getting his own ben and jerry's flavor is getting his name on a Ben and Jerry's flavor anytime soon. <laughs> could you imagine? It, could you imagine if Timothy McVeigh had his own own Ben and Jerry's flavor? It'd be like giving Charles Manson or like Ted Kaczynski a a a a, 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 a freaking a Ben and Jerry's flavor. Anyway, Zach, you got anything to plug? Uh no, I don't. All right, so uh, so we're gonna wrap this up before any bull, any more bullshit gets construed. So, thank you for freaking fracking tuning into this week's show. We hope your Jedi ninety five was smooth and as chaotic as everything else is in the world. So and, we're and wrapping up. Made it to the end of this video. Uh, here, have a cupcake from me from me to you. Yeah. So until next time, guys. Thank Go you for ahead. Tuning. We'll Eat see you guys the next week. Cupcake. Yep. But and as always, Eat the goddamn cupcake. Okay, creepo. I was like, All right, we'll see you guys next week. But and as always, go Pats, go. Eat the goddamn cupcake. Oh god, here we go. All yeah. Right. So uh, more happened during this. All right. So we're back. All right. So we're back for just a quick second while we were recording the the Vegas Golden Knights and the Chicago Blackhawks were playing. And while we were at the NHL segment, we at the end we were like, okay, the Blackhawks are up three nothing at the end of the second period. It is now uh, uh, Vegas just won in overtime, and um, um, after the Blackhawks blew a three goal lead in the uh, third period. Hey Tanner, how's it going? And uh, uh, yeah, and, and, and I got up, another thing too when you're done. Apparently, with that. Evgeny Dadinov ended up. Be, ended up yeah, it, it was Dadinov. It was Dadinov scored the game winning goal. Oh, yeah, and it just makes me wonder why they wanted to trade in, um, in the first place even more. Anyway, Tanner, yeah. what was the uh, other thing? Uh, so this one's actually kind of major. So we gotta stick around for a second here. This is coming from Dan Milstein, who is a uh, hockey agent, and this is a two-parter. So we're gonna try the best to get along here. So part one, as confirmed by seven teams, the Canadian Hockey League has bullied and put pressure on teams to vote to ban Russian and Belarusian minors for the Canadian. Hockey League upcoming draft. Um, it is also said team owners are calling with private support. Team owners and general managers are calling with private um, support and disbelief at nonsense, but they won't comment publicly out of fear. 17 year old kids should not be punished based on birthplace for something they don't control. So essentially, the, the main body that covers that governs all three major junior leagues in Canada is pretty much bullying the teams to not draft any Russians or Belarusian players. Why am I not surprised? I wasn't fucking expecting it, but God, like it's Canada. They hate it's Canada. They hate Russians because they hate that they're better than them at hockey. Excuse me. So when excuse me, excuse me. Okay, okay, but okay, but Tanner, Tanner, listen to me, Tanner, listen to me on this. Yes, how many times have you heard have you heard hockey pundits try and discredit things that Ovechkin has done just because 
just because uh, just because they don't want their precious Gretzky records getting broken. No, it's fair, but still, don't yeah. talk about yeah, that's, don't that's, talk that's, shit about Canada much, hockey. That's that's pr- that's pretty much that's pretty much what it is. Especially when you guys lost to Slovakia, and I don't want to hear it. Dude, we can go down a, a whole list of uh, of embarrassing losses that any national team has had against any other national team. I could, yeah. uh, uh, although uh, although the most embarrassing uh, national team of any sport loss is, uh, I think Alexi Lawless has put it uh, put it best when is uh, with uh with his his massive tire tirade about uh, about soft underperforming tattooed millionaires yes. on the U.S. men's national team in oh, soccer. You reference that so much. It was it was he was so he was so correct in that one though. No, he was no he was not wrong in any fucking sense of the imagination. But uh yeah, I yeah, think now that- we're gonna wrap this up for sure. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you guys week. And as always, go Pasco. Thank you for eating the cupcake. <laughs>